And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I am joined by the lovely and talented and kind of under the weather, Missy. Hello. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. I think that's going to be my intro. I'm going to steal it from <laughs> the least, other Elaine. At least uh, those uh, podcasts where you're still feeling the effects of chemo, right? Yeah, yeah it is. So, yeah. So, it's Sunday afternoon as we're sitting down to record this. We uh, tried to get something done uh, before Missy had chemo, but it was just one of those crazy weeks. I was filling in on WMAL, so I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, try not to wake Missy up, and then by the time... Missy got off of work and got done making dinner, and we had dinner. We were both just like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have to forgive the uh, slight delay in this podcast, but uh, we are back. Um, and things are mostly good on the farm, although uh, in the um, uncensored podcast, you'll probably get some very choice four words about the uh, goats. Four letter words. Le- yeah, four letter words. More uh, than just four words. No, <laughs> you'll probably get more than four four letter <laughs> words uh, about our goats recently. And part of it is our fault. Yeah, we're idiots. Yes, we are. Um, but we've uh, we've got them in this space, and it's plenty big for them. There's plenty of grass for them to eat. They still, you know, have plenty of stuff to nibble down, but. I think they're bored. Um, I think that they probably do see some fresher grass on the other side of that fence. And so. And they like bushes. And they like bushes. And we're overgrown um, with bushes right now. So they've been sneaking out yeah. uh, of the electrified fence uh, in part because we've let the grass grow. I've let the grass grow so high that uh, the fence is not as Chargy. electrified yeah. as it should be. It's not as hot as it could be. Right. So they've been getting out. So then we started letting them out, and they immediately made a beehive for the tomatoes. A beeline is the term. I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> really, I haven't gotten over <laughs> I'm sorry, and you're the one who's supposed to be like not on top of your game right now. And it's 3.30 in the afternoon and no one's day drinking either, people. Well, we don't know about that. You don't know where I've been. No, but, that's uh, true. Um, you're right. I have water and I've had a tea today. But no, they did. They made a beeline straight for the raised garden beds. And even though we have them wrapped up with like chick- three feet high of chicken wire, they're just like the heck with this. And they just like try to stand on it and push it down with their legs. They managed to ruin, well, like three entire... Uh, Cherokee, uh, no, pink Berkeley tie-dye slicer tomato plants yeah, that had all of the oh, tomatoes on them. They, had they were like, big, and they were ready to turn. I yeah. mean, like, we've been watching these tomatoes for weeks, and they killed them. And then they got into the paste, and we thought we were clever, and we took um, a piece of electrified, it's Electronet, but it's for poultry, so it has much smaller squares, so even the babies can't get through it. They can get stuck in it, but they can't get through it. So we put that around the tomato plants, but we were really stupid because... While we were good about enclosing the area, we weren't thinking, and the goats just walked right up on the porch and uh, walked up the steps, walked down the other set of steps, and just got into the damn yard. So, um, so we rectified that. There's now a baby gate on uh, the front porch, the front porch which yes. we, you know, I maneuver every time I take the dogs out for a walk. The dogs also have an enclosed yard for the first time, though, in in eight years of living here. So, yeah, <laughs> right? so we can let Zelda to run around in the little bit of yard that right. we have around the tomato so they can plants. Go pee and uh, yeah, so the tomatoes. 
Yeah, like uh, like Missy said, lost um, a good chunk of our slicers, and then the ones that they didn't destroy, they ate a lot of. Yeah. So everything looks like it's just been pared back dramatically. Yeah. Um, we do have our determinant slicers that are starting to turn. No, they're not slicers. They're I'm paste sorry, tomatoes. You're right. Our determinant paste tomatoes that are starting to turn. Right. right? Um, and thankfully, they didn't really get into that, that bed at all. They seemed to just get into the ones that were kind of the taller ones that are hanging over. Right. The one, the problem that we had with that bed, actually, we had little itty bitty aphids yeah. that were starting to eat the plants. And so what aphids do is they basically deprive the, uh, they, they, they suck out the nutrition from the via the leaves. Yeah. And, and so they, eventually the, the plant withers and dies. Um, so what we did first was we got some neem oil Spray. Uh, spray and we sprayed it in one 32 ounce spray bottle um, got about five and a half of our six beds covered yeah. with with the neem oil yeah so we got them almost <laughs> all the way uh, done and it did reduce the did. amount of aphids dramatically a big big difference um, but there, there was still some on this particular slicing bed so Miss E had even before we got the neem oil she had made a mixture of just soap and water yeah just the homemade goat's milk soap that I had made grated up and turned into a liquid soap right so we had some liquid soap spare laying around so, so. the difference between neem oil and just using soap and water um, neem oil kills the harmful bugs Soap and water will just get rid of all of the bugs that are on the plant. So if but, you have any beneficial bugs, it'll get rid of those too. Um, after the neem oil didn't work on the first bed of, of uh, paste tomatoes, I decided, heck with it, it's, yeah. it's worth the risk. Yeah. Uh, and sprayed both of the paste beds with... Sorry, we're doing the uh, podcast in our dining room as opposed to the studio because it's like 90 flipping degrees in there. Um, why don't you take a pause for a yeah, second? Yeah, hold on, just one second here. Okay, after a uh, momentary pause to calm down the dogs. Um, anyway, the soap and water did the trick. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen any more bugs on there. Nope. There were some plants that were a little more damaged by the aphids than the not, but I think they'll recover. I think they'll recover. recover. Uh, but it has been so dry. That's the other thing. I watered for about 45 minutes this morning, but we have not had any rain we had well i take it back we had like 45 minutes of rain the other night yeah but it wasn't enough to get a good soaking on raised beds like what we have set <laughs> right. up because the tree you know the trees block a lot of the liquid from getting to the bottom right but, and that was the only rain we've had in about two weeks so we're not going to get another any rain for a while so we'll be watering later this week uh supposedly the forecast is like 50 percent, but they lie to us because they'll They'll put it out there like five or six days ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's a 50% chance of rain. Oh, look, it's 80% chance. And, and then, then it's like, as it gets poof. closer, it's like, bloop, 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 no, it just appears <laughs> to nothing. There's um, always a chance in the afternoon with thunderstorms, Yeah, there's never a significant amount of rain. And what's crazy is, so we live about, a, I don't know, 50 miles or so east of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Hmm. And what happens is in the afternoon, the thunderstorms will build up along the Blue Ridge and then they'll push over and they'll kind of scatter. Um, and they almost inevitably break up. Before they get here. Before, or around us. Yeah, our we've, house. We've, we've, it's almost <laughs> like you can look at the radar and our house is in the green space and we're in a ring of red. And you're like, really, guys? <laughs> right. He's totally just bypassing us completely. That's not very nice. You know, some people live with a storm cloud over their heads. Uh, apparently, you know. We have the negative part. God's of just that. like, nah, you're always going to get some sunshine. Woohoo! <laughs> Well, it's cloudy today, but it's not raining. It's uh, it's actually not too bad. There's a little bit of breeze out there, so even though it's like 90, it doesn't feel like it's 98. 
actually yeah. feels like it's closer to 90, you know, maybe like 85 Maybe the so. humidity is a little low, too. It's been so humid outside that I go outside for like five seconds and I can't catch my breath. Yeah. Do we do a podcast since the cow was in the yard? I don't think we did a podcast <laughs> since the cow was in the yard. Yeah, that was an unexpected uh, visit from a neighbor the other night. Yeah. So I'm... I think I was. This was still when I was filling in for WMEL. So I was trying to write a couple of stories for uh, BarryAndArms.com uh, for the morning for the next morning. So it's probably like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, it was seven at night. I went to go in our bathroom, and by the way, we have the you know the best view from a toilet ever in a house because we have a loo. we have a really pretty view, window a window that you know goes right out of our backyard, and we have a, a flowering dogwood, and it's lots of green. Anyway, I sit down to pee. And it's not the dogwood that I see. It's a big <laughs> cow in my backyard. And I'm like, oh, no. Because the last time we had a cow come up in the yard, we managed to get her back where she was supposed to go with the help of the owner, the neighbor who, you know, where she came from. But she went and told a whole bunch of friends. And then two hours later, we had like 13 cows come and walking up from the creek all just all over the place in the yard and that was not fun um this time she didn't tell any friends he couldn't figure out where she came from um they he suspected they they got must have got down through a hole in the the fence again down near the creek and they just walked down the creek because it's low and then they come up our area because there's a nice little embankment there for them to come up right um otherwise it's kind of it's kind of steep so they have to come along i was just looking for uh for the text message but i remember you called me i phoned you and Uh, i was like yeah there's a cow (laughs) yes and so i was like okay i'm coming so yeah so our neighbor comes out and Um, He's an older dude who's had his knees replaced. Right. So I'm, I'm helping out and I'm trying to – no bullet. Uh, anyway, so we're trying to get the cow through one of the two gates. Uh, the cow doesn't want to go to either of the two gates and so wanders all the way up the driveway, then wanders all the way back down to the creek. And so we follow down to the creek where we find another two cows uh, standing yeah. there in our uh, area where we like to shoot. And eventually, yeah, uh, like uh, Missy e said – tracked it down to figure out where they were getting in from but uh you know that also meant tromping around outside in the yeah. you know and it at was that point now, 85 degree weather with 90 percent humidity but it was so humid i was having such a hard time catching my breath and i'm like i'm trying to like keep the cow from going and then i'm like trying to man the gate and i was just like finally i was just like my head's all sweaty i had to take my hearing aids out because they're all getting wet and i can't breathe and i'm like okay, I don't really care about this cow, and if they don't catch this cow, I'm going to go get my shotgun, and we're going to take this cow down, and we're going to have steak. Yeah, all of a sudden, so, you were gone. I was gone. Uh, I and went so in the like, house. Okay. I couldn't breathe. And meanwhile, I'm like in a pair of gym shorts and a sleeveless t-shirt. And, and flip-flops, and I think. And snow, but like sneakers and, you know, anklet socks, because I was in my office, which I try to keep the air conditioning off as much as possible to keep the electric bill down. So I'm just in there with a fan on, uh, so I'm, you know, as near to naked as I feel comfortable being, um, and, and then we, I'm starting to, you know, tromp around. So we get down to uh, yeah. by the creek where you know there's all this thick underbrush, and as my neighbor's disappearing back in there, he's like, "Ah, oh, if I, you know, get bit by a snake, I'll, I'll yell for you." And I'm like, I know that that was kind of a passive aggressive, like, "Come on back here and help me." <laughs> I'm like, "Nah." I'm not. not I'm yeah. I'm totally dressed for that. There's poison ivy back there. I know there's poison sumac. There's yeah. you know my legs have already generally like for the first six years that we lived on the farm, I did not wear shorts in the summer because of ticks and bugs. Yeah. And, and poison ivy and, and poison, poison ivy. Sumac. 
And this year, actually starting like halfway through last year, I was like, ah, whatever. Um, and you know what? I have been eaten alive. And you I mean, get I really way more. They t- do you get tick bites galore? Oh yeah, I've been. I've had at least four or five tick bites. Yeah. Uh, my butt has been the, uh, the the favored place for tick bites this summer. I don't, I'm like, what is? Okay. I don't even. But then know. also like little little itty bitty things that bite me on my ankles as I'm walking the dogs. But I don't care because it's hot. <laughs> uh, so I'm putting up with it. Yeah. But I, I wasn't gonna you know. Go Trump go seeking the, you know, no. that stuff by no. trumping through the underbrush. So With your shorts on. Have not seen any uh, any cows return. No, nobody came back. Thank goodness. But it was funny. So when when she managed to, because she was in our backyard, and then to go, she had to go almost all around. So if you're if you're looking at a clock, our backyard is nine o'clock on the dial. She went all the way around to midnight to go up the driveway and as she's walking up the driveway the pasture on the left hand side is filled with cows that are yelling at her across the fence it was so funny right they're all like looking over and like and then she's just like what are you doing whatever she's just eating the grass that is obviously greener on the other side of the fence but yeah so we had a little bit un, un, unexpected visitor so and then we have other unexpected visitors in the in the um because of our cats yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But before we move on from the the cow situation, mm. um, I did get a chance to catch up with our neighbor. We talked for probably about, a, I don't know, 45 minutes or so yeah. as we're, you know, wandering Water. around, right? And um, so they raise chickens for one of the big uh, chicken companies that shall remain nameless. And I was asking, you know, have you all been hit with any supply line disruptions? You know, what, what what's going on with you? And they said they've been okay, mm. but... One of the guys that they know in their network just got basically a six-month hold uh, or a six-month freeze. Like, we're not sending any chickens for six months. Oh, wow. Right? And, I mean, that's... <clears throat> that's a bad thing because they, they only... Hugely they're doing thing. broilers. It only takes, like, 18 to 20 weeks to grow right. out so a chicken. So, they're constantly... Of, that's yeah, a that's a lot of, of lost and money. a lot of lost money. And... He said that uh, this guy has actually, he's not in debt anymore. He's paid off his loan for the okay. buildings and stuff. And so he's kind of thinking that they're starting with those farmers who don't have to make their monthly payments and trying to keep the ones who do running the chickens through. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Um, but he said for the most part, you know, that he hasn't, and he didn't say anything about any disruption to the cow supply. Or, right now. Know, so, right at the moment. Who knows? There's babies out there, and, and the one who came through was a, looked like she was a lactating mama. Yeah, well, we're, you know, we'll be having to take at least one of them off of his hands if need be. Yeah, right. I'm going to take the next one that comes in my backyard, that's for sure. And then we were talking <laughs> about, uh, there's this little piece of land that's adjoining, or adjacent to our property. It's about 16 acres. But it's a uh, weird strip. It's of- a weird strip, and it's it's mostly wooded. But I guess there's either an old dirt road or there's road access. There's there's something that makes like everybody around here want this parcel of land. Okay. <laughs> Except for our neighbor who who wants another piece of land. But he has to buy the. Package. But he has to buy both of them. Yeah. Right. So he's going to buy both and then try to sell one. And he's telling me about all the people who want it. He's told us, you know, if if we want to make a bid. Uh, which we, we won't. We yeah. can't afford to do it. It's right. like 16 acres, and it's you know that'd be at least sixteen thousand dollars. If you get into a bidding war, then way more than. And we have enough. Well, right. Plus, we'd, we'd have to change using... the name. I mean, what it couldn't be forty acres and a fool would be like fifty six acres and a fool. Like, what are we gonna do with that? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> right. So, 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I have my vested interest as to who I'd like to see get the property, but whatever. Uh, so we're talking about that and talking about, you know, school and um, he's been involved with the uh, local school system for uh, forever. Couple, yeah, forever and ever. Because he's a teach ag and then he was in, on the school board. I think it was, yeah, and I think it was the vice principal at some point. Oh, wow. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he seems to be very involved. Yeah. So it was good. It was good to catch up with uh, with him. You good. Know. So I know that Robert Frost says that good fences make for good neighbors, but sometimes bad fences. Yeah, especially make for good neighbors too. Especially if you deal with these crazy cats, because cat they're big and they'll jump over a fence if they want to. They don't care. They, yeah. they're like they seem to have no. Well, when we had that, when we had like basically the whole herd get loose, there yeah. were two or three. We saw it jump over the fence. Yes, and, and it was something. It was. I was. Amazing. I was like, wait, that just happened. They do that. I didn't think they did that, it's but the yes, they just closest jumped. thing to like a a pasture version of a whale breaching. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it was very. It was very surprising, but it was like a whale. It was like, what just happened? They can jump like that. Okay, I, I underestimated them. But they are really stupid. I follow a couple of different farm people on uh, Instagram. Or rather, Facebook. And I've read a lot of articles about how dumb cows are. Like, they'll give mm. birth and forget they have just given birth. <laughs> or they'll have a baby. You know, it's just really... It's like the, the, the long list of how dumb they are was like, Okay, I don't really feel all that bad about eating them. That Their dumbness is just making my, my life all that much better because right. they're tasty beef. So the uh, the other um, visitors that, oh, that you alluded to. Yeah, it's not necessarily that we're having these visitors, but our barn cats are taking their jobs a little too seriously. Oh, we would prefer that they stick to the small moles, voles, and mice sort of things, but no, these little tiny barn cats are going after rabbits that are the same size that they are, but they're not outright killing them. Well... They are, but they're doing what cats do, and they're um, toying with them. and Torturing it. Torturing them, yes. So this has now been... So the first time I ran across this was... Well, there was a baby rabbit underneath my truck. Yeah, okay. You forgot so that about was that several one. months ago. Right. Uh, that yeah. screaming baby rabbit that they were messing with. Mm-hmm. And baby rabbits scream, by the way. But it's, you know, <laughs> it was a baby, so I'm like, all right, well, they caught a baby. But then last week, um, I'm walking get ready to uh i think i was taking out the trash and i'm walking underneath our carport and i see a rabbit there and i see one of our barn cats coyote just staring intently at it and and i take a step and the rabbit kind of like doesn't hop away but like kind of flails like and you're like oh okay so yeah i saw what happened here so um i just you know walk away yeah (laughs) don't really need to see it but whatever (laughs) Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> then the next day, as I'm getting ready to uh, mow the yard, I come across the... Uh, I should note, by the way, if you have kids listening to this uh, <laughs> podcast, you might want to just skip ahead for a few minutes, because <laughs> this is some you know, some Bambi-level stuff here. Um, <laughs> and it's life on the farm. It is life on the farm. It is the circle of life, but it's... Uh, yeah, so, so you know, if you've got tender ears or you just don't like to hear about this type of stuff, you can fast-forward a little bit. Anyway... I come across the bunny carcass, and and uh, and I had to dispose of the bunny carcass, and I'm like, all right. So I gave the cats a stern talking to. Look, you don't need to go after the rabbits. Go after the vi- the, the moles and the voles and the mice. Yeah, stay away from you, the birds. You need and the stay rabbits. away from the birds, right? Exactly. Um, but whatever. I know it's a challenge. So this morning I'm <coughs> walking Zelda, and we're in what we affectionately call the pooping field, um, and. She hones in on this rabbit that I didn't even see because it was laying in the in the grass, and the rabbit 
hops off, but it's like a hop, hop, flop. Another. And I was like, oh, man. And then I look around, and sure enough, there's Coyote underneath the tree just staring at me. <laughs> so I was I was a little annoyed, and so I, uh, I ended up, Zelda and I got between Coyote and the bunny, and I kind of directed the bunny to hop, hop, flop, hop, hop, flop. Down so the die in the woods. Down the, the pooping field <laughs> into the woods, and it like finally hop off flopped into the uh, underbrush, and then I walked back and I once again told Coyote, "Quit killing rabbits! I don't have a problem with rabbits. It's not like rabbits are getting in our basement and multiplying." No. Um, and we've got raised garden beds. So we didn't even have issues with the rabbits in the lettuce. Yeah, this they're not year. getting in there. Yeah. So uh, leave the rabbits alone, please. And. <laughs> Cats don't listen. I know they don't. And they are... See, this is the thing. This is why I cannot (coughs) anthropomorphize animals. No. Because to listen to PETA, a cat... uh, What is it, right? A cat is a rat is a dog is a boy, right? Oh, yeah. They're so Cats are serial killers. They are. They're like little psychotic serial killers. We feed our cats every Every, day. They have food every day. They they get their fresh water where all the other animals get their fresh water around here. We have various bowls and buckets. They love the... They'll use the chicken water or the bird bath, but we feed them food. They get cat food every single day. And a big big helping of it too because they're both kind of scrawny little cats right and even though they were you know feral barn cats when they came here yeah they were wild by the way so that's why they're outside anyway coyote we have brat and coyote coyote will come up to you and she will want pets and she'll like scritches and she's she's a sociable for a couple minutes yeah for a couple minutes and then she'll wander off but She's, but she's, she's the serial killer. But she, well, they both are. But I know, she's but she's the one, the one who, who keeps going. You can, you're catching here with the rabbits. I think. Well, see, yeah, I know. I, yeah, she's definitely up in her game. Like the last time I saw Brad, she had a mouse. Right. Coyote's going after rabbits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but Coyote, Brad's antisocial. She doesn't really like people. No. Every now and then, if you're giving her food, oh, if you're she'll giving come. her tuna, she, then you can give her pets. That but, and they like Vienna sausages. Oh, yes, they do. We had canned Vienna sausages, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if the cat's like these. Because we had gotten them one of those little weird little cat treat tin things where mm-hmm. they had the meat sticks, and you could unwrap them. And, yes, we're you know, they're barn cats, but they get spoiled little treats. So, yes, they get fed very, very well. The fact that they're going after rabbits <laughs> right. is like, come on, guys. Yeah. So that was uh, that was not cool. But no. uh, speaking of getting fed well, the, uh, the bacon seeds are doing well. They oh, got yeah. a... A treat. We stopped off at um, this Amish uh, food market that had opened up just a couple months ago, and we hadn't been able to, to go there. Uh, and we picked up some corn that we ended up not eating. So yeah, totally forgot about the, it. Yeah, uh, the pigs got corn on the cob the yep. other night as a snack, and the the Amish place was actually pretty cool. So we, we've got two Amish grocery stores now in our area. Yeah, one of them it's like a bulk store. Yeah, it's bigger. Right, and one of them is is really nice. It's got a deli. Yep. It's got you know it. Uh, they do like a fresh ice cream and you know, blah, yada yada yada. They make sandwiches, but they'll sell cold cuts. They have a huge cheese case, mm-hmm. and they do all kinds of baked goods. And then they have the bulk stuff: the spices, the flour, salt, sugar, that kind of thing. Um, and then this one's like a mini version of that. Right, but we had never been there. We went. We had to go down to Farmville for. Uh, we had to get something. We had to get the neem oil for the oh, tomato that's right. plants. So we went to Lowe's. We went to so Lowe's. you got out of the house for a little bit. I got to wear my mask and get out of the house. Because uh, we stayed in the home and garden section. <laughs> right. Uh, except for the, when we went back to get the air filters. But that's okay. You're only inside for like two minutes. And I had my mask on. And you had your mask on. Um, but then on the way back, we stopped at this uh, this Amish uh, store. And it was, yeah, it was it was cool. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's interesting to see just how Amish... Our area has become yeah. uh, in the past couple of years. Like it, it really is a 
it's, you know, it's, we're not as built up as like Lancaster, Pennsylvania, no. or anything like that. But but they're here. They're definitely yeah. We got signs up about making sure we share the road. Um, I haven't heard of any accidents recently with the buggies, which is good. But I'm wondering how Amish our Amish really are, because the other day, Friday morning, I was on my way down to Chemo, and I have to drive past that place, mm-hmm. and the outside little food market that they set up on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. The couple was just starting to set up, and they were the Amish ones, and they're going in and out of their cart. She pulls out an electric fan to put underneath the table. And I was like, hmm, I'm pretty sure that's not really uh-uh. a f- working implement for you to be able to actually, you need to get your job done. I don't know if that's technically like what an Amish person is allowed to use outside at the Would have to ask. Flea have market. To, you know, that'd be a great, uh, that'd be a great like Saturday Night Live segment. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Ezekiel Johnson, Amish attorney. Yeah. Like, right? like, <laughs> I caught allowed? Rebecca using an electric fan. Well, according to I mean, I don't even know what the you know the Amish rule of law is. I don't either, but I would I would I just would think that that wouldn't you know. I was like, really? You're allowed to use that? You're supposed to be sitting here selling us Amish food. Okay, whatever. But right. I, I giggled. But they were yeah they were getting rid of themselves set up and that was like what eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, although when I drove by yesterday, because um, I had to go down into Tractor Supply to get uh, a feed for everybody. Um, they did not have it set up, even though it was you know a Saturday afternoon. They did not have the little oh, so maybe they don't do Saturday food court. I don't know if it was just they don't do Saturday, or if it was you know they decided it was too hot and the electric fan's not working. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. They should maybe invest in them. I don't know if Misters are Amish. Amish well, if they use if they use a electric fan, they can use an electric Mister. I mean, it's just a right. water hose with a spray attachment. You would think it's right? not even electric. And if you use the electric fan with the Mister, then right. it's even better. Then right. You get like a yeah. nice cool. Misting breeze, and you know we can bypass all this maybe technology. We should, maybe we should introduce that <laughs> to the Amish. Well, I don't think they have a water hose set up out there, unless they can steal it from the the. Uh, unless there's some sort of hookup over at the uh, the dump right next door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. All right. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we, we we were able to stop by there, and, and I also got a shoe fly pie, and I, I ate that. I didn't forgot about the corn on the cob, but I ate the shoe fly pie. Yeah, which was pretty good. But as you said, so so there are two types of shoe fly pies. Right? Yeah, there's, there's wet pie and dry pie, and this was a dry pie. Okay, dry pie has a, all a, that a, big, thick, crummy stuff on, on top. top. Whereas the wet pie is just more like just the bottom section. Okay. Just the sticky bit. Okay. And so I thought the pie was good. It was fine. It was dry. A little, a little it was really dry. too dry. Okay. Like I wanted to scrape off half the crumbs because okay. it was like they put a giant pile of crumbs on. And it's different. But I think you pointed out that when we were in that store, a lot of their um, grocery lines were coming from Ohio. companies that were based in Ohio, whereas mm-hmm. the the Dutch, the, the Amish food that I grew up eating was the Pennsylvania Dutch over near the Lancaster, Reading, Pennsylvania area. So maybe they all make different shoe fly pies. Yeah. Because so, I mean, there are Amish communities that will then, you know, kind of send out little offshoots. Yeah. So I think, I think we, we got have Ohio, Ohio Amish. Offshoot. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to Pennsylvania Amish. So. But, yeah, whatever. It's cheaper. The land is cheaper here than it is in either one of those places. Right. That's for sure. Especially now Pennsylvania. Now they're Virginia Amish. Now they are Virginia Amish. Hey, what if uh, what if we bought that for piece John-ish. of land and then turned around and sold it to the Amish? That little 16 strip of that. I don't yeah. think that'd be big enough for them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they like bigger places. Yeah. Apparently they... Uh, this I feel so weird even saying this because it sounds like a, you know, it's a, it's a rumor is what I've heard. That mm. they'll get bigger farms to look for things that are at least 400 acres so then they can divide it up yeah between the family members yeah that's what i've heard too and then they have like a built-in compound yeah just get everybody to come down this they always move on mass too right but anyway we should do that with our listeners we should have a we should start a uh compound compound you want a compound? compound. <laughs> a compound. 
For the Camish. C-A-M-I-S-H. Where are we going to put it? We're kind of like the Amish, but we just stopped with like 1997. <laughs> That'll so. work. No technology after 97. No smartphones. You get dial-up internet. Yeah. Um, you know. No more Facebook. No more social media. No Instagram or, or Twitters. No more twits. I think yeah. it would, I think that would take off. I think it would be much better. It would be. be <laughs> I think the. I think the, the. That's part of the downfall of Western civilization is social is going to be social media. Oh, I, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It used to be. You know, we would look at social media. Would say, um, like, oh, you know, I mean, social media is not the real world. And now I kind of think that social media has leaked out and it's become the real world. Yeah, it you know, really has. I think it's 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 now something that we've used for so long that um, some of the the mores and you know rules that we play by online are, are now we're just bringing it out in yeah. the real world. And we're turning into a bunch of rude mother. Mm-hmm. No, we'll save that one for the, <laughs> for the After Hours podcast, which uh, we're going to get ready to record uh, after we conclude this one. Um, you can find that, by the way, at patreon.com slash Edwards. Uh, it is available for our subscribers. Um, I'm also going to be starting a new podcast there that I think we're going to make free for uh, at least the first little bit. Uh, the Anti-Communist Book Club. Um, since we, you know, have all mm-hmm. of the Antifa types and all of the uh, new neo-Marxists that are out there right now, uh, we're going to go back to American history and the uh, the about a hundred years ago, actually, like 1917, and uh, get into the the early days of American communism and why it was a bad idea then and it's a bad idea now. Uh, so we'll be doing that at patreon.com slash cam edwards as well you can also email us 40 acre fool at gmail.com you can snail mail us p.o box 817 farmville virginia 23901-0817 you can address that to corny goat farm to cam edwards to miss e uh you can find miss e on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. You can find me on Twitter at Cam Edwards. You can find the farm on Facebook at Corny Goat Farm. And you can find this podcast at Blaze, theblaze.com. So, I think that does it, right? It takes care of all of the uh, necessary social media shoving. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you for tuning into the program. Until we talk again, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, and make stuff. Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.